0: This podcast is gold. Basketball gold. You're tuned into the best Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in all the land. Ba- Basketball gold. Hosted by Mike Fratello and Jeff Phelps. Brought to you by Betway.com. Betway for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLING. This is Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps. He's Mike Fratello. Former NBA head coach, now color analyst with the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Los Angeles Clippers. I'm Jeff Phelps from 92.3, the fan in Cleveland. Something happened earlier this week, Mike. Every once in a while, you see it in the NBA. Hey, history made tonight. Something never happened before happens in the NBA. And the folks in Miami pulled this one off. And I know you used to work with the Miami Heat. They went 40 for 40 at the free throw line in a game. Absolute perfection against Oklahoma City. Went to the free throw line 40 times, made 40 free throws. Jimmy Butler, the big guy there, he went 23 of 23. But 40 for 40, it broke a 40-year-old, conveniently enough, NBA record set by Utah back in 1982. That's really impressive, Mike.
1: So I texted my former assistant, Ron Rothstein, and asked him if he was the free throw shooting coach <laughs> in Miami. Albert hey, Ron said yes. Take, everybody wants to take credit right now for <laughs> being 40 for 40. Just an incredible feat. Uh, I don't know if we'll see it happen again where somebody's 41 or 42 for 42. Um, when you see the number of games that I see, and on nights where guys just can't make foul shots. And then you have a game like that and they needed every one of those, right, Jeff, at the end of the game. To yeah, win it was a tight game. Hanging on uh, for a victory. And uh, tell me if I'm wrong here. Hasn't Butler had a similar game once before where he was – Something like either eighteen for eighteen or nineteen. Something yeah, twenty years. Like, or... Butler doing something like that.
0: I recall that too, Mike. I don't have the specific on that, but when I when I heard that he did that the other night, I thought, yeah, he's done something like that before. He, he's he's a great all around basketball player. When when you're coaching an NBA team, and, and you know, free throws were a huge part of it. That's forty points, you know, right there for the Miami Heat that they put up at the free throw line. How do you coach free throws, Mike? How how do you work them into your, your practices? How do you make it work? Do you try to simulate game conditions for free throws or is it at the end of practice? Hey guys, go, you know, go shoot free throws.
1: Well, there's so many things that you do. First of all, more and more teams now have a shooting coach and he's there to work on mechanics. Uh, I had a, a conversation with a father last night who's, son just went away to college and his son is a basketball player and the father was telling me can you imagine that there are 12 games into the season now and at this point they're trying to change my son's shot oh boy and you know you start thinking about dealing with mechanics and is it the time to do it and if that if this young man was a poor shooter then maybe you go look let's try this or let's try that but he happens to be a very good shooter And when guys are good shooters, as you know, over the years, you've seen a number of very good shooters where the ball didn't come out traditionally. You didn't see the perfect rotation. You didn't see the perfect follow through. However, they were great shooters in the NBA. So you have to understand that. Do you want to deal with, or have your shooting coach deal with changing any mechanics? I had a player in Atlanta whose hands were too big for the basketball. And that was Tree Rollins, my starting center his fingers would overlap on the balls. he was grabbing the ball. They were overlapping each other because that's how big his and long his fingers were. And when we tried to talk to him about it, he'd say, that's what I have to do because of the size of my hands. You understand, was he a great foul shooter? No. Was he a terrible foul shooter? No. He was probably one of those guys in the 70, 71, 72% free throw shooting range. But during the course of practice, You have to cut out, carve out time Uh, because the practice facilities nowadays have become so comfortable with the players who want to get there early, want to spend the day there, don't mind staying late after practice is over. They have their meals there very often because almost every team has their own chefs or cooks that prepare meals for the guys. Now the environment is different than being in an old gym that you were using because that was your practice facility where they want to get in at the last second and get out at the last second. But as a coach, you have to carve that time out, whether it's before practice, after practice, but during practice for sure, Mm. after you have maybe gone up and down in transition for a three minute stretch, four minute stretch, stop, go to the foul line, make two, back to the running, stop, Go to the foul line, make three, make four, shoot five, whatever it is. So they're shooting with the, obviously the conditioning factor involved because that's what it's like in the game. And you do competitive things during the course of the game. So-and-so go shoot a free throw right now. If you make this free throw practice is over. Wow. Well, you know, in your yeah. mind as a coach, they've had enough. Anyhow that day, you <laughs> might've had another 10 minutes on the schedule that you want to get in it. But If a guy, and you point at one of the guys who maybe is a little bit shaky at the foul line, and you put the pressure on him, you go shoot one, or you got to make two. Or you take your best guy, the guy that you know is going to carry the team that the team believes in, and you tell him, go make a free throw, practice is over. Go make a free throw, you don't have to run at the end of the day. All those things are part of the bonding of a basketball team, because when he makes them, they don't have to run, or practice is over, There's there's a lot of noise in the gym from them, and they're all patting them on the back, and they're all all part of that team coming together.
0: I'm a big believer, Mike, in if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I I started thinking about free throws on, on the radio show that I do. We had a guy call in. He said he was an AAU coach, and he said, we don't shoot free throws in games. We take the ball out, blah, 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 keep it rolling. And sometimes in the NBA, free throws can be so dramatic and, you know, come down to the clutch part of the game. And other times they just slow down the game and some folks think they get in the way. Should the NBA even think about doing anything with free throws or is the game just fine the way that the free throws are used now in the
1: NBA? Well, to think about it, you have to have a suggestion of what they might go to, number one. Yeah. Yeah. The league hasn't done too bad. You know, they've changed free throw shooting from years back where you uh, you know, was it one plus one, they used to call it back then. Yep. Uh, and, you know, when three to you,
0: make two uh, sometimes.
1: Right. And when you get your opportunities to do it. I was just thinking, you made me think, Jeff, uh, a day ago on TV, one of the sports shows, uh, and it was right after, obviously, uh, Jimmy Butler and the Heat had done that, had made 40 out of 40. And they had a couple former NBA players uh, on that show. Um, one was Richard Jefferson uh, that stepped up. The other was Jalen Rose. And they asked them to put the pressure on him. They gave him five five foul shots. They so said, you have the best out of five. When they each got done shooting, they brought out, and I can't remember the gentleman's name, but I guess he is some kind of national phenom in shooting free throws where he, uh-huh. in his career he averaged 92.5% of his free throws that he made. Nine out of ten is 90%, gang. Yeah. So he averaged 92.5%. <laughs> so they asked him to come out. He, they brought him out from behind uh, the curtain. He comes out and steps up to the foul line where – Jalen Rose had just shot, where Richard Jefferson had just shot. And he goes, what do you think he made out of five, Jeff?
0: Uh, I'm sure he made all five.
1: He made three out of five. No kidding. With the pressure on, with the cameras <laughs> oh, on, Mike. he could only make three out of the five. And it just goes to show you what pressure does. To an individual, this guy walked out from behind the curtain, wow. and all of a sudden, the lights are on. He's got Richard Jefferson on one side, <laughs> Jalen Rose on the other side, the host of the show in front of him, and Richard had made four out of five, so that's what he had to do to tie, and he makes three. Oh, and man. Jefferson winds up winning that little mini competition, but to me, it was more important the fact that you have 18, 20,000 people in the sand. They're all yelling and screaming against you because you happen to be on the road, and you have to step up there at the end of a game. Yeah,
0: and you're tired, right? And you're I tired. Get a
1: little bit of fatigue, particularly yeah. if you've already played 46 minutes of the game and you're down the stretch now. And the noise, the situation, the nerves, all of that have to be able to be controlled so that you can perform what you have to, and that's make two foul shots to get to an overtime or to win a game. Yeah. Whatever. I can remember as a high school player being fouled at the end of the game and our team, uh, was down. We were down one. Come on. And I remember going to the line. Come on, Mike. And, and all you did I it, right. About in my head was you've got to make this first one. When I made the first one, it like took the pressure off in my yes. mind. Yes. I had gotten us to a tie. Way to go, Mike. And then what did I do, Jeff, with the second one? You clanked it long. I missed the second one. Yeah, <laughs> so we went to overtime. Tell me you won. Unfortunately, we won in overtime. Yes.
0: Oh, thank God. Otherwise, I mean, you still remember the story if you had won you in overtime. you never heard
1: that story, Jeff. You never would have heard it. You'd still be
0: scarred. That's the problem. So free throws are okay, Mike. We don't need to eliminate them. Just give the ball out, anything like that. I think eliminating them could mess up the game completely because then guys I love, could I like
1: the fact. I like the fact it gives you – one thing it does, if, if you think defensively, it lets you set your defense up. All right? Every time one of your guys gets to go to the line, it stops the clock and it allows you to set your defense. So that's one thing. The other thing is I like to see the guys with the pressure on them have to go up there and make shots. And what a phenomenal night to go 40 out of 40 for yeah. the Heat. Congratulations.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, safe travels, my friend. We'll do another one of these soon. I can't wait. Thank you very much.
1: And Jeff, next time we do a show, yeah. why don't you ask your neighbors to have a few more of them come and walk through the as we're doing the show? It's, it's great. We can introduce them. They can stop by. They can show us different outfits that they might be wearing.
0: Yeah, that was my wife. I, I told her we're very rarely, you know, we only do the video on just part of this. So I'm sure she'll appreciate you pointing that out to everybody. That's awesome. I Tom, like that a lot. Thanks for
1: stopping by. We appreciate it. May, may have taken our show to another level. I,
0: I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, he's clutch free throw shooter, Mike Fratello. I'm Jeff Phelps, and this has been Basketball Gold. This has been Basketball Gold brought to you by Betway.com. Betway. For the
1: sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER.